Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field Report. Looking around central Illinois, it's hard to believe this uh, first week in October. A lot of growers are finishing up corn and are deep into the bean harvest. A number of you guys have been running for 30 days already on this dead crop. Been a lot of fall tillage done and even quite a bit of strip till underway. It's a little different story when you get out of the armpit of the disease-ridden area. Um, this week I think I'll start with an out-of-state uh, crop report from our growers uh, operating out-of-state. We'll start with a, a grower east of Columbus, Ohio. Uh, harvest is more or less just getting started. They're only about 10% done on beans and corn. Um, beans in their drier area are under 70 bushel. But beans uh, with that adequate moisture are in the 80s. Uh, not much corn yet. Uh, the fields they have taken out in that 245 range. Uh, and it again is in some of their tougher ground with replant. Um, and it's at 25% moisture. Grower says fungicide and their end programs uh, do stand out. If you didn't put a fungicide on, uh, corn does show it. If we move from... Uh, east of Columbus up to northwest Ohio. Again, not much at all of corn harvest done there yet. Moisture is in that 21-27%. But stalk rot is now becoming pretty prevalent in the corn. Uh, seeing bean yields in the upper 50s to low 70s. Uh, but they are seeing some 15 to 20 bushel swings in beans as they go through the field. Better soil, better drainage is where the higher yields are coming from. Uh, they're cutting green stems and leaves. Beans are testing 12%. But again, not much corn due to that 21 to 27% moisture. If we move from northwest Ohio up into the east central Wisconsin, the grower that I talked to there had about two-thirds of his beans done. And the beans were stronger than they thought they would be. They are going to be above their APH. Moisture on those beans running about 11%. Again, not much corn harvested there. Uh, most corn is at 25%, but all still passing the push test. And he believes it's going to be well above their APH when they get into it. If we jump on over into north central Iowa, uh, the grower I talked to up there said the beans are one half to two thirds done, running in the low 60s to the low 70s. Uh, and he said they're about five to 10 bushel better than they thought they would be, especially with the white mold and sudden death issues. Um, corn only about 10% done. Uh, the diseased and down corn is in that 2-230 range. The corn that's green and standing is 240 plus. He also said that side dress and fungicides seem to be making a big difference in their area. Move down to east central Iowa. Beans are really strong. The grower I talked with there has had no fields in the 70s yet. Uh, the fields have been running in the low 80s to the high 80s uh, as far as field averages. Maturity ranges from 1.8 to 2.8, uh, but he said maturity is not making much difference in yield. Just getting started in the corn, uh, taking out 100 to 103 day corn at 18% with field averages in the 250 to 60 range. Full season corns in that 107, 114 are still testing in the 23% moisture range. Uh, their seed corn yields were also uh, strong in that area. Uh, 
moved down to southeast Iowa. A grower that I spoke with was done with beans. They had planted two fives to three fives, and the later maturing beans actually yielded better. The two fives were in the 65 bushel range, while the three fives were in the 75 to 80 bushel range. Uh, and again, the drops and yield more to too much water was the biggest issue in those fields. Just getting started in the corn, uh, it went from 21% down to 15% in 10 days. And where he was working at, when I talked to him, look at about 250 bushel corn. Um, looks like fungicide, he thought, is adding about 20 bushel. And side dressed in is looking really well uh, as far as keeping that corn green longer. In all, there's a lot of Midwest corn uh, harvest to go on yet. But it looks like the yields are going to be good and dry. So the dry corn should take some pressure off the LP business, in turn eliminating maybe some bottlenecks in the trucking industry when it comes to our fall anhydrous. In the plot side of things, uh, we continue to see the fungicide on corn shine through. Jared took out another plot on Friday that had a 25 bushel response to fungicide. On the bean fungicide, we've seen a range from two bushel less to four bushel plus but my guess is that that'll get larger as time goes on as well. Not much yet on early versus late beans, but one of the plots that did come out, the late beans, uh, we're within five to seven bushel of the early beans. So this is encouraging. If we can keep the yield strong through the later beans, uh, it'll keep some good farm averages. In one of the cover crop plots in corn, the strip till in cover definitely outshine the no-till in cover. On the soybean cover crop plot, we didn't see the strip till um, outdo the no-till. Even though the no-till took on more frost damage. So it'll be interesting to watch these plots as they continue to come out. In corn population, it looks like the higher populations are winning, and I would expect that trend to hold here in the heavy disease area. We flex populations to deal with the lack of water and take advantage of plenty of areas of plenty of water in the field. When water gets tight, population becomes a factor of water stress, and corn will show this by flatlining in yield or going backwards in yield and standability. But in many areas, this corn did not die due to lack of water or water shortage, it died suddenly to disease not being able to take advantage of the water that it had at its disposal. When this corn died without finishing, without pushing everything it could in the kernel to get the highest potential for that yield, water wasn't going to make a difference. So if you had 28,000 uh, plants die early with poor test weight compared to 38,000 uh, die with poor test weight, 38,000 is going to win. I expect we'll see population increase yield on a linear line this year in the areas where all this corn died earlier. It's just more grain out there uh, that we can bring back. We're gaining a ton of good information this fall, but it's going to need to be sorted through very careful to see what it's really telling us. Location management will need to be studied as closely as the plot results. This year, we're making fertility, population, 
hybrid decisions uh, off of plots two counties away mm, might might lead you down a rabbit hole you can't get out of so as you're looking at different things that are that are expressed in plots the background information is is going to be crucial it will make for some intense winter meetings as we sift through the carnage of the bad areas and compare it with the marginal and good areas be careful making any major changes to your operation off of one disappointing year if your past plan has been working don't throw uh, out what you know for something that you don't know anything about or something that's unknown at the same time we'll have to take what we learned this year and apply it to our contingency planning for years to come learning from and remembering the past is how we improve the future you guys are doing a good job and calling in your fields for the testers to keep cleaning them up so let's keep that up uh, as we move towards the end of plot harvest things tend to tighten up so don't forget to give us as much heads up as possible on the plots out there you want us to help with to stay up to date check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.